The other thing is I wanted to congratulate, mashallah, those of you who have come as travelers, as musafirin, for the, uh, uh, you know, I mean, just the people who came to Dars, first of all, but those who came and left their homes for uh, the attendance of the Dar al-Qasim uh, uh, ethics uh, 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 seminars and gatherings. Allah Ta'ala put barakah in your suffer. This is the suffer of the Muslims, this is seeking knowledge and visiting the pious and the righteous. There are many people, amazing people, just in, in America. Even if you don't have a passport, you can go visit them. So you should do that while they're still alive, uh, lest a person wait until they've passed away and they say, oh, Hamza's making things up. You can go visit them, and so all of these people, you can go visit them, inshallah, and benefit, make istifada, cut somebody out of the loop. That you go, if you want to be forgiven, meet somebody who Allah has forgiven, shake hands with them, you'll also be forgiven. Uh, and uh, this nur, you know, it's you can't light a torch except for, from a torch that's itself already lit. Uh, so go, go find, go find these people. Spend your money. You know, you get, get tired sitting at home and you know cooped up or whatever. So go, go out and go, go out and you know, and you'll eat something on the way and you'll have fun and you'll crack a joke and you'll all of these things will happen on the way. Uh, but uh, go out and you know meet and see these people. It will make your uh, iman fresh again, inshallah. وعن أبي بكر الصديق رضي الله تعالى عنه أنه قال رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم علمني دعاء أدعو به في صلاتي قال قل اللهم إني ظلمت نفسي ظلما كثيرا ولا يغفر الذنوب إلا أنت فاغفر لي مغفرة من عندك وارحمني إنك أنت الغفور الرحيم متفق عليه وفي رواية وفي بيتي وروي ظلما كثيرا وروي ظلما كبيرا بالثائي المثلثة والباء الموحدة فينبغي أن يجمع بينهما فيقال كثيرا كبيرا come in inshallah come, come in inshallah come forward Isaac come forward Abu Bakr Siddiq رضي الله تعالى who he is narrated from him that he said to the messenger of Allah صلى الله عليه وسلم he requested or he asked from him uh, to teach me uh, such a dua that I can uh, uh, ask this dua in my prayer and in another riwayah in my prayer and in my house, in my home when I'm at home. Uh, and the Messenger of Allah وسلم, said, Say, O oh Allah, I have transgressed my soul, uh, uh, many transgressions, uh, or in a riwayah, a great transgression. And no one forgives uh, sins except for you. So forgive me such a forgiveness that comes only from you and have mercy on me. Indeed, you are the uh, all-forgiving and all-merciful. And uh, then Nawi rahimahullah ta'ala, he mentioned something. He says that there are two narrations of the wording of the hadith, right? One is dhulman kathiran, one is dhulman kabiran. That I, I've done uh, numerous transgressions or I've done a great transgression. He says, so it is... Uh, uh, it befits the person asking to combine these two narrations. And so what does he mean by combine these two narrations? Ibn Allah mentions and he says, uh, So this is what should be done for every time you have like a dua that has like different narrations, that a person should do both of them, uh, should combine them together. And so then he mentions, uh, 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 الجمع uh, في ذلك يؤتى بالدعاء على 
أحد الروايات ويعاد ثانيا باللفظ الآخر وعليه جماعة. So the way you do it is that you not that you say in one breath, ظلمًا كبيرًا كثيرًا as seems to be indicated by the words of Nawawi that you, but rather you say it once with one wording and then once with the uh, other wording uh, in order to in order to get the benefit of uh, of the du'a both ways. وعن أبي موسى رضي الله تعالى عنه عن النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم أنه كان يدعو بهذا الدعاء اللهم اغفر لي خطيئتي وجهلي وإسرافي في أمري وما أنت أعلم به مني اللهم اغفر لي جدي, وح... جدي وحزلي وخطئي وعمدي وكل ذلك من عندي اللهم اغفر لي ما قدمت وما أخرت وما أسررت وما أعلنت وما أنت أعلم به مني أنت المقدم وأنت المؤخر وأنت على كل شيء قدير متفق عليه These two du'as, Hamza, you know, Hafiz Hamza who led the Taraweeh, I remember when he was at IFS, they used to have like a morning announcement, so that he was the announcement guy while I was there. Like the student, they'd have a student read the announcement, so they'd have, have them read the du'as in the morning. He used to read these du'as in the morning as well. So Abu Musa al-Ash'ari, radiallahu ta'ala anhu, narrates from the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa that he used to uh, call upon Allah ta'ala with this du'a, Oh Allah, Forgive me my uh, 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 my sins and my uh, ignorance and my excess in my affair uh, and uh, all of those things that you know about, those negative things that you know about from me. Oh Allah, forgive me those things that I did in seriousness and those things I did as a joke. So many people joke around about so many things that are really not funny. It says, forgive me those things I did in seriousness and those things I did joking. Uh, or that my my seriousness and my 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 joking, and my uh, 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 mistakes, and those things that I did on purpose or the the, the intentional things from me, and, and all of those things that came from me. Um, oh Allah, forgive me uh, that which I put forth and that which I held back. Because sometimes you're not supposed to do something, you do it. Forgive me that. And sometimes you're supposed to do something, you you don't do it. Forgive me that as well. Uh, and that thing that I did secretly and that thing that I did openly and that thing that you know about me better that came from me. Uh, he says that you're the one who puts, uh, puts people forward and you're the one who holds them back and you're the one who has omnipotence over all things. Uh, and it's a hadith of both Bukhari and Muslim. So muqaddim and muakhir is what? That Allah Ta'ala is the one who gives people the tawfiq to do good things and he raises ranks and he puts people forward he gives them leadership he gives them wealth he gives them a maqam in jannah he gives them all of these things the muakhir is the one he holds them back from things that, that, that they should have or that will benefit them or that they want and so instead of being a hater instead of being jealous when you see something from somebody or instead of being hurt how come I'm not able so sometimes you're not jealous but you're like how come everybody else is successful and I'm not instead of any of those things uh, uh, just remember that it's a sign that it comes from Allah Ta'ala it doesn't come from you and me and so remember Allah forget about the people otherwise everything I do mashallah in the day I remember so many people who are better at it than me but somehow or another they've dropped out uh, on this side or on the other side Allah Ta'ala is the one who puts a person forward and he's the one who holds someone back make islah of your connection with him and you'll get what you want and don't make Islam have your connection with him even if you get what you want it's not a benefit it's going to be a curse it's going to be mushroom it's going to be uh, it's, it's going to be it's crossed it's not going to end well 
وعن عائشة رضي الله تعالى عنها أن النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم كان يقول في دعائه اللهم إني أعوذ بك من شر ما عملت ومن شر ما لم أعمل رواه مسلم Sayyidah Aisha رضي الله تعالى عنها narrates that the Prophet said in his dua Oh Allah, I seek refuge in you from the evil of the thing that I did and the evil of the thing that I didn't do. Uh, uh, and it's narrated by Muslim. Ibn Allan mentions that there are two opinions about what the second part means. What I didn't do is those sins of omission. And also there's an opinion about what I didn't do and meaning the sins that are bad, like I didn't do them, but I should, I should be proud of myself or that I should be impressed with myself uh, 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 or conceited about about uh, you know not having committed sin that a person should look to Allah Ta'ala as the one who gives the tawfiq to hold back from sin وعن ابن عمر رضي الله تعالى عنهما قال كان من دعاء رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم اللهم إني أعوذ بك من زوال نعمتك وتحول عافيتك وفجاءة نقمتك وجميع سخطك رواه مسلم uh, Abdullah ibn Umar رضي الله تعالى عنهما he said that the Messenger of Allah وسلم, from his dua was to ask, Oh Allah, I seek refuge in you from the, uh, from the zawal of your blessings. Zawal is what? It's the sun is at high noon. So it's the zenith. It's not readily, it's not really readily understood from people why that would be a bad thing. But the problem with the zenith is what? Then there's no, nowhere else to go but down. That you've already passed, you're over the hill now, you know? That your blessings, have, you know, that the time of enjoyment of them is gone and now they're just going to decline and decrease and then disappear. I seek refuge in you from the zawal of your, uh, of your blessings uh, and from the tahawul, uh, tahawul, that the afiyah you've given me, that I'm, I'm in a good state, I'm not sick, I'm not in pain, I'm not suffering, I'm, not, I'm, in, I'm in a happy state, uh, that, that, that you should switch that out away from me. Uh, um, or that your vengeance or your spite should hit me uh, hit me suddenly and without warning all of us have sins that if we were to be taken to account for uh, in the moment uh, they would just leave a person like struck by lightning so seek, we should seek refuge in Allah this is one of the reasons one of the names is a sabur is that people do stupid things that they deserve to really get like zapped right then and there but Allah Ta'ala gives a person a chance to do something better so he used to seek refuge in Allah Ta'ala from, the, uh, from the, 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 the instant striking of his spite. And from any part of your anger. I seek refuge in you from any part of your anger. وعن زيد بن أرقم رضي الله تعالى عنه قال كان رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم يقول اللهم إني أعوذ بك من العجز والكسل والبخل والهرم وعذاب القبر اللهم آت نفسي تقواها وزكها أنت خير من زكاها أنت وليها ومولاها اللهم إني أعوذ بك من علم لا ينفع ومن قلب لا يخشع ومن نفس لا تشبع ومن دعوة لا يستجاب لها رواه مسلم Zayd ibn Arqam رضي الله تعالى who narrates that the messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam used to say Oh Allah, I seek, indeed I seek refuge in you uh, from inability and from laziness from what? Thank you. Uh, from inability and from laziness, and from miserliness, and from uh, uh, from from the old age, decrepit old age, in which a person cannot do anything, um, and from the torment of the grave. Oh Allah, give my soul its taqwa, its fear of you, 
and purify it. You're the best one who purifies it. You're the, its master. Uh, you're its guardian and you are its master. O oh Allah, indeed I seek refuge in you from knowledge that doesn't benefit. So this is a discussion, right? You hear some of the ulama say about like, well, knowledge is not useful unless you uh, you know, put it in action. And some of them are saying that the knowledge itself is superior to the action. Uh, you know, one of the shades of tatbiq between these two attitudes is what? Sometimes people learn information, but it doesn't ever translate into any sort of change inside. Because ilm is not just information. Ilm is like a type of realization. It's a holistic realization that comes into a person's heart. Knowledge that doesn't benefit is a curse. If anything, mashallah, smartphones have taught us that. You know, I remember growing up, you know, there's this idea that the more you read, like the better person you are. And now I read stuff all day, and everything I read seems to just make me dumber. Like on the phone especially. You know, like if I read a book, it's different. I have a different, you know, I read Khalil's, uh, you know, Manasik, and I read... The uh, you know whatever Mayara's commentary on the Akida of Mursal Marine I feel like I feel like wow like something good happened to me I'm like a better person. Then I read like uh, Twitter and Facebook, my own tweets and my own Facebook posts, and I feel the dumber for it. And then if I you know if I don't feel dumber for it, then I read the comments and that just destroys you know like. So I you seek refuge in Allah Taala from that thing and and not just the dua to Allah Taala but you also should. You also should uh, have some sort of aversion to those types of things. Be able to distinguish between one and the other and try to avoid it as much as you can. Sometimes it's not avoidable. Sometimes it's really hard to avoid, so you don't have the himma to avoid it. But sometimes you do have the himma, so just go, go ahead, do yourself a favor. Don't kill yourself. Be, go easy on yourself. Just, just let it go. Uh, I seek refuge in you from knowledge that doesn't benefit and from a heart that doesn't fear. billah. And from a nafs that is never satiated, it just wants more and more. And this is one of the. This is another thing. You know, I don't know. The occasion for me writing it was that I received a question. Although I don't want to beat down the question. The questioner asked a legitimate question. It was, admittedly, somewhat of an awkward question, but uh, about you know whether such and such uh, you know act, which is perhaps non-conventional according to traditional norms uh, between husband and wife whether it's halal or not but then you know I said look sometimes sometimes people get bored of like normal things okay they literally they'll say that this thing is vanilla let's just keep the discussion about ice cream now <laughs> let's just keep the discussion about ice cream Hey, if vanilla ice cream doesn't taste good to you anymore and you have to go get some like whacked out flavor from some, you know, one place or the other, maybe you should lay off the ice cream for a couple of days or for a week or for a month. Then afterward, the vanilla ice cream tastes good. It tastes, tastes really, you know, vanilla ice cream tastes great. You know, vanilla ice cream tastes wonderful. Shaitan makes people do all kinds of You start with, oh, I have to uh, organic this and that from such and such artists in place and what. It's fine. It's not haram or anything, right? And then they keep going, keep going, keep going. One day, people be like they're eating like bacon ice cream. You know, you ever heard the hadith of the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam that the person who was the most severe torment in the hellfire is Amr bin Luhay, who brought the idol of Hubal from Sham and placed it in the Kaaba with Iyadu Billah. Sometimes I think probably number two is whatever screwed up, weird, like 
Maf'ul bihi kafir, like deviant weirdo that put bacon in ice cream. So the one thing that can't be haram. And there's the scoop. There's like out of 20 flavors in the ice cream shop. And the scoop goes in. And you're like, God damn it. All of this is haram now. <laughs> Even the vanilla became haram because of this one thing. You know? Like this, don't go there until now you cannot enjoy yourself until there's bacon in your ice cream. This vanilla is good. If it doesn't taste good, maybe you should lay off the ice cream for a couple of days. You're not going to die. It's good. It tastes good again after a while. Some people are like, vanilla would taste nice. Okay, Allah give you guys that, inshallah. I mean, <laughs> ladies who haven't had it. For the rest of us, you know, inshallah, when you get to that place, then just lay off the ice cream for a little while, inshallah, you'll, you can, everything can reset. All of it can reset in your mind. It just takes a while. And the worse you go into the bacon, the harder it will be to reset. But you can, you still, you're not, you're never, uh, you know, completely shot. You can always get better. You can always get better. Maybe hard. I'm not going to say it's easy, but it's, you know, you always get better, uh, inshallah. And that's, that's, that's what, you know, he says, That's like, a, that's a deep dua that, you know, that like not, not, not get stuck in that place, you know, that the nafs just keeps wanting more and more and strange and weird and like all kinds of things until it just destroys you. Um, the nafs is supposed to have that craving for, for stuff, including ice cream, which is beneficial for you and for mankind. But then it just, you, you know, it gets obeyed so much. It's power over a person becomes so much that it just gets them to destroy themselves. That's not, that's not cool. That's just weird and scary and creepy. Women da'wat Allah And that I should get to a point where I make dua. And it's just not, it's not, it's not answered. Which is a great plug for hafsa and for heating, eating halal. That's also part of the sawuf. If you're the Sufi guy who's like, yeah, burda and like, hundred dollar shawl but like halal is not spiritual enough for you you're a dajjal you're a shaitan the good news you can still make tawbah inshallah that's the good news but you're right it's a hadith of muslim right that the person that the person he raised, spreads his hands in front of the in front of the heavens, and he says, "Oh, oh, my lord, oh my lord," and his food is haram, and his drink is haram, and his clothes is haram, are haram, and his he he was raised nourished on haram all of his life. How is Allah going to answer that? That question. So that's that's what he says. He says, "I Allah, the Nabi Sallallahu used to seek refuge in Allah from ever getting to that state." And in the hadith of Muslim, it's very clear that one very direct way of getting to that is eating just like questionable garbage stuff and making up like kind of like fictitious, uh, optional narratives in your mind uh, in order to justify it. It's like leave it alone. Leave it alone. Don't 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 go there. When Ibn Abbas radiallahu ta'ala anhu anna Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam kana yaqulu Allahumma لك أسلمت وبك أمنت وعليك توكلت وإليك أنبت وبك خاصمت وإليك حاكمت فاغفر لي ما قدمت وما أخرت وما أسرت ما أعلنت أنت المقدم وأنت المؤخر لا إله إلا أنت زاد بعض الروات ولا حول ولا قوة إلا بالله حديث متفق عليه uh, from Ibn Abbas may Allah be pleased with both of them that the messenger of Allah صلى الله عليه وسلم said or we used to say, Oh Allah, uh, it is to you that I, uh, that I surrender. And it is in you that I believe. And it is upon you that I trust. And it is to you that I turn in repentance. 
and it is through you that I vie and that I that I uh, uh, that I uh, uh, that I vie or uh, that I argue. If I get into an argument, it's it's for your sake, which means like a person only has a certain amount of bandwidth, right? So you should for your personal things, you should go be easygoing. Save your argument for the things that are the haq of Allah Ta'ala and for the, for the pleasure of Allah Ta'ala. Wa ilayka hakamtu. Right? Here, hakamtu means hakamtu, that I, get, I rule. Uh, I, I rule. My rulings are, are in your direction. You're the things that you showed me, that's what I rule by. Here, hakamtu, the difference between hakamtu and hakamtu is that because there's people involved, it's an interaction between people. So, so hakamtu means it implies that it's. That that you're you're doing this with people, uh, so forgive me that which I put forth that I shouldn't have, and that which I held back which I, sh- I shouldn't have, and that thing which I hid and that thing that I did publicly which are those things that I shouldn't have. You're the one who puts forward, and you're the one who holds back, and there is no God except for you, and it is added in certain uh, uh, in some of the narrations. And there is no power uh, to avoid sin, nor no, there is no uh, force that can help a person avoid sin or power to establish God's obedience except for in Allah, except for through Him. When Aisha radiallahu ta'ala anha, na Nabiya sallallahu alayhi wa sallam kana yad'u biha ula'il kalimati Allahumma inni a'udhu bika min fitnati al-qabri wa adhab al-nari wa min sharr al-ghina wal-faqr. رواه أبو داود والترمذي وقال حديث حسن صحيح وهذا اللفظ أبي داود. سيد عائشة رضي الله تعالى عنها. It's narrated from her that the Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم he used to call on Allah تعالى uh, with these words. Oh Allah, I seek refuge in you from the from the torment of the grave. Uh, from sorry, the punishment of the grave, and from the, the the torment of the fire, and from the evil of wealth and of poverty, and both of them are evil. Obviously, like when you hang out with like real like Sufi out people, then generally speaking, the fashion is away from being rich. But the idea is both of them have some sort of evil in them. One of the reasons the first lesson you're taught is that not to desire wealth is because it's a, a very common trick of the nafs but the idea is that, that both of them have some sort of evil and both of them can have some sort of good and you have your own proclivities and so you should want them for what, whichever one you want you should want them because it makes sense for you uh, in your journey toward Allah that everybody one of them will help more than the other which one it is you don't know but you also you know kind of kind of like kind of have to make an educated guess and then seek seek it sometimes you make an educated guess and it's wrong and a lot I won't give you the thing that you're seeking one way or the other which is fine but uh, you know our job is to keep trying and to serve Allah Ta'ala with whatever we have Allah's job is the he's the master he makes the decisions he makes things happen and he's the one who orders and his orders are fulfilled so he does his job really uh, like amazingly so you just you know keep doing your uh, keep doing your job <coughs> this is also a, a good opportunity to mention that this is narrated by Sayyidah Aisha radiallahu ta'ala anha people have this whole thing you know like this is like the big internet thing like the big gotcha comment that like every 
whatever, hater, ex-Muslim, Zionist, whatever, anti-immigrant, this and that type of person, at the end of it, when they haven't, you know, their arguments all run out of gas, uh, they're like, oh, yeah, well, you prophet married a nine-year-old girl. And then so the some Muslims are like, well, actually, according to this one riwayah, she was this, and she was, she was, the correct riwayah is that she was, uh, uh, nine years old at the time of the consummation of the marriage. But look at the, look at the argument, okay? Uh, I'll give you a, 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 an argument that will help you to understand what I'm about to say. So once when I was in Ohio, maybe I mentioned this in this darsa as well, like, you know, some woman turned out the whole issue, she was trying to like give me the good news of the, of the Gospels or whatever. And so, I, I, Ohio people are cute, like they still believe in like Christianity. So like, I kind of I, I like appreciate that. Whereas over here, like they're all, like they're so like done with that, right? So, uh, so she, you know, so I'm like, okay, well, you know, Maghrib is not for another like hour and a half, so I'll entertain this, <laughs> you know? So uh, she's like, well, I don't want to be offensive or anything. But like maybe like Mohammed thought he was talking to God, but it was really the devil. And I'm like, oh great! Like at the end of everything, all the, the this is the last thing she has to say. And so, and she's even though it's a horrible thing to say, but she was trying to be nice about it. If you know, if you if you can be nice about something like that, so I'm like, look, I'm like, you believe that you know Jesus Christ died for everyone's sins and this is, he's the Son of God and like. The Trinity, he is God, right? Yeah, right, right. I go, what kind of devil came to came to him and said something to him that got like a billion people to stop drinking and to stop committing zina and to stop eating pork and to like take care of like orphans and stuff like that? I go, even Christ couldn't do that for you guys. I go, but some devil came, I came to the, I go, does that how the devil works? Like, explain to you, explain to me how is that is that possible, right? So this is the same thing that I say, like, look at the things that are narrated by Sayyidina Aisha radiallahu ta'ala anha. If this is really some sort of, like, lurid and, like, creepy, whatever thing that's going on, what is the product of, of their marriage, right? That she taught, you know, uh, an ummah of people, a billion people after a billion people that, uh, uh, that uh, you know, you, that, that, that you should seek refuge in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala from the torment of the grave and from the... The, the, the punishment of the hellfire and from the evil of wealth and of poverty. That's not what like weirdo abusers do, you know what I mean? Like they're more into the more creepier aspects of stuff. Whereas the say the Aisha you see all the riwayat like that we've read uh, from her, all of it is like filled with hikmah, right? That the Prophet uh, you know, like you know he, he was constantly making toba and asking Allah for forgiveness from the things that he he did and from the things that he didn't do. We just read the uh, narration just uh, you know a couple of minutes ago and whatever. You look at the product, like what's the what's like what came out of all of this, and then you can judge. Okay, like was this how how good was this or how bad was this? How horrible was this or whatever? And then look at also people, mashallah, all sorts of consenting adults that like fill out some sort of online form that's notarized by people before they have any sort of relationship with one another and see what they come out with you know what they're posting on their social media or whatever and how beneficial it is for themselves or for others you judge them who's on piety and righteousness and who's just filled with hot air وَعَنْ زِيَادٍ ابْنِ عَلَاقَةً عَمِّهِ وَهُوَ قُطْبَةُ بْنُ مَالِكٍ قَالَ كَانَ النَّبِيُّ صَلَّى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهُ وَسَلَّمَ يَقُولُ اللَّهُمَّ إِنِّي أَعُوذُ بِكَ مِنْ مُنْكَرَاتِ الْأَخْلَاقِ وَمِنَ الْأَعْمَالِ 
sorry, من منقرات أخلاقي والأعمال والأهواء رواه الترمذي الترمذي وقال حديث حسن زياد بن علاقة narrates from his uncle قطبة بن مالك there are only two hadiths that he that are narrated from him in the Sihasat Thalabi and uh, uh, this is one of them <coughs> the other one is, has to do with like mentioning that he heard the Prophet read Qaf al Quran al Majid in Salat once um, that uh, he said that the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam used to say, used to say meaning he used to make dua to Allah Taala O oh Allah indeed I seek refuge in you from uh, uh, from from the munkarat from the from detestable uh, uh, denounceable uh, uh, character uh, and, and deeds and uh, uh, vain desires. Sallallahu ta'ala wa sallallahu alayhi wa sallam wa sallallahu alayhi wa sallam 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 wa